This is the Berman Method podcast featuring Dr. Jake Berman and physician assistant Jenny Berman. We are here to treat problems and not symptoms. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and not to treat anyone or to give medical advice. If you are interested in any information that we are giving and would like to use this for yourself, we recommend that you contact your primary care physician or reach out to us and ask us questions about yourself specifically. Enjoy. And we're rolling, 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 Vera K. Trying my best to wake you up again. The Berman Method podcast where we're focused on treating problems and not symptoms. Dr. Jake Berman here with my beautiful co-hostess. Jenny Berman, physician assistant. And Vera K. Berman. Eric K. Berman. <laughs> sleeping. Sleeping beauty. Well, kind of sleeping. She's been doing pretty good as far as not being too interruptive as we do this. Yeah. This is number five or six where she's been a part of. Yeah. Or three or four. No. I think, yeah, five or six. Yeah, she's doing good. She's smiling right now. <laughs> In her sleep. <laughs> oh, there's another smile. <laughs> Let's see if I can capture it. <laughs> She's going, you guys have no idea. In about 10 minutes, I am going to ruin your plans for the day and scream. No, not our sweet Vera Kay. <laughs> cool. Happy Monday. It's Monday. Yes. Best day of the week. It's your first chance to get it right. And we're into April. April. Come on, April showers. Holy drought. Come on. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited about rain. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't get as excited about rain because we have three dogs in our house, but you're sick of watering the grass. You should be excited about rain because the rain will make grass grow and not have dirt for your three dogs. Got it. That will help. And our water bill will be a little less. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about some physical stuff. Physical. Yep. Before we get into it, though, I want to make sure that everybody knows that I do have the other podcast, Rockin' and Rollin', the golf podcast for Berman Golf, the Long Balls Golf Podcast. So make sure you go and check it out or tell all the golfers in your life to go check it out because we've got a really good library starting to build up there had some good guests the past few months so check that podcast out if you're a golfer or if you know a golfer make sure that you send them that way do you rant on the berman golf podcast like you do on ours i'm probably more explicit on oh. that one okay Got it. <laughs> i've have, haven't listened to it i guess i should i actually just purchased the domain golflessonsdontwork.com <laughs> Touche. So I'm just, I'm going all out. And it, there's an asterisk there. I'm not trying to say that golf lessons don't work, period. I'm saying that if you're over the age of 60 and your primary goal for going to golf lessons is to increase distance off the tee or to shoot more consistently or to be able to play more frequently and not be at set back by back pain or any type of pain, then golf lessons don't work for you. Right. 
and I talk about way more. I give the details on one of the episodes. I'm pretty sure I already recorded all of that. But yeah, it's explicit. It's fun. I don't hold back. We've had a lot of great guests on there and some really good content. And just for those who don't know, real quickly before we get into the physical conversation that we're going to have today, the Berman Golf is golf performance. So getting the body to move more efficiently, more effectively, so that you can hit the ball the way you're supposed to hit it and actually utilize the golf lessons or the, I'm doing air quotes, the uh, information the golf pro is giving you once your body is actually moving the way it should be. Yeah, so the Berman Golf is specifically for aging golfers, and so many aging golfers get frustrated when they go to lessons because they're pros trying to get them to get into positions that their bodies can't physically do. So I give you the ability to physically do it. That way, when you do go back and get your lessons, you can actually do it, and it's more effective, more efficient, and everybody's happy. Win, win, win across the board. Got it. So... Physical. Yeah, we're talking about the physical. It's been a while since we've talked about this. However, the more I'm in this game and the more people that I come into contact with and the more experience that I get with various diagnoses and just general aging, the more clear it becomes that there is some very specific things that you can utilize to predict your quality of life as you get older. And what I've historically done over the years is say, it's Jake Berman's three keys to success in quality of life and life longevity and make up something. Everything, every single time I say it, I say it a little bit differently, but it's Jake Berman's three keys to success. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) Drum roll. (laughs) To be able to stand on one leg for 60 seconds, both sides. We did a podcast a few ago, which if you will have to figure out what number it is and put it in the show notes, but talking about the diminished quality of life in an individual who cannot stand on one leg for 10 seconds. Yeah, there was an actual study that came out that showed that there is very high correlation with early mortality Mm -hmm. and inability to stand on one leg for more than 10 seconds. Right, right. Okay, so yours is to stand on one leg for 60 seconds. Yep, both sides. Both sides. Number two is to be able to, in a standing position, with straight knees, bend over and touch your toes. Oi. Yep, I know that there's a lot of people listening to this going, yeah, right, not possible. I've never been able to touch my toes, this, that, and the other. Well, get there. Just because you've never been able to do it doesn't mean that you can't do it. Mm -hmm. Anatomically, it is extremely rare or very unlikely that you've got an anatomical reason why you can't touch your toes. Right. You just haven't put the time in. Right. Number three, be able to perform a good quality squat. Not a plop? Not a plop. Okay. Not a a tabletop. A lot of people think doing a squat is a tabletop, so they squat down in what they think is a good squatting position, and you could literally eat dinner off of their back. They're bent over so much. Meaning they just bend at the hips and bend, as opposed to bending their knees. Yeah, and getting their ass to grass. So Mm -hmm. the saying is, ass to grass, get your ass down. 
So those are the three keys to success that I found over the years. And then I added one more. Oh, we get a lucky bonus number four. (laughs) Yep. Lucky bonus number four. And that one is to be able to get down on the ground and back up again without using your hands. Wow. And there's a lot of Can you do that? Can I do that? I'm just kidding. You better be kidding. Yeah. Girl. Just Josh and you. Stella can do it. (laughs) She can do it from a seated position. So she can sit her butt on the ground and then stand back up again. Without using her hands. But most toddlers can. And then we progress or regress as we get into school age and start sitting in chairs to where it's not as easy. I was going to say it's not as possible. It's always possible. It's not as easy if we don't practice at it and work at it. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So those are my four things that I look at to predict quality of life and long life longevity, those four things. However, the longer that I do this and the more that I'm in this game and the more experience that I've come into contact with people that are just generally aging and getting older and the ones that have very high quality of life and the way I'm defining high quality of life is they can do what they want to do. There's a lot of people that get older and they stop doing things that they like and love doing because they can't physically do it anymore. There are so many people that will say, I'm not going to do that anymore because subconsciously or even consciously, they'll be afraid of falling. Like, oh, my balance isn't good enough to do that anymore. I mean, think about it. Here's a very extreme example. Skateboarding, right? So when I was in middle school, I used to go to the skate park three, four, five, six times a week. And I would go up and down the ramps and I would just, I'd be great. I could skateboard a half pipe. I could do everything out there that I wanted to do. And I wasn't scared at all. However, here we are 30, 35 years later, I still have the same exact skateboard. I still have the same skateboard I had from middle school. And I still ride it out in the barn every six weeks or eight weeks or so. (laughs) However, every day I drive past that skate park, it's just north of our office on Goodlett there. I go, man. I'd love to get back out there again. And then I kind of, my palms start sweating a little bit and I'm like, oh man, I would have to be that old man that had knee, knee guards on, elbow guards, wrist guards, helmet. Back in middle school, I didn't have any of that crap. I just got out there and I'd go shred it up. And if I fell, I'd bounced and get back up and do it again. However, now I'd be like, oh man, it, it would take me a while to do it. And I would do it right now. I would. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate at all. I'd get out there and I'd go figure it out. And I'm almost 40. What would it be like 20 more years from now when I'm 60? I'm pretty sure I'd say, you know what? It's probably not in my best interest to go do that. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it takes you out of the game. So I love skateboarding. I still love it. I still have a really good buddy from college, Dustin, where we randomly occasionally will call each other out on social. And he was a very good skateboarder, still is a good skateboarder, could do all sorts of tricks. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to do that one. (laughs) (laughs) So the same thing is true for people. So that was an extreme example. Here's a less extreme example. 
There's a lot of people right now that wouldn't think twice about walking down the bank of a lake and hopping in a canoe and go paddling around. However, there's a lot of people listening to this going, absolutely not. That is not happening. How the heck am I going to walk down the bank? How am I going to get in that canoe? How am I going to get out of Mm -hmm. the canoe? Mm -hmm. What happens if the canoe flips over? Mm-hmm. Those are the thoughts that change. Like right now, if the canoe flips over, okay, great. I'll flip it back over and I'll get back in it. Versus at 60 or 70 or 80, the canoe flips over. You're going, okay, sorry, canoe. I'm, I'm going to try my best to get to the bank and not drown. So things just change. So, But what leads to that change? That's what I'm getting to next. Okay. So the more that I think about it, I really think it comes down to that fourth one, being able to get down on the ground and get back up again without any issue at all, without even having to think about it. I got to get down on the ground to pick this thing up, or I got to get down on the ground and look for something underneath the couch, and then I'm going to jump back up again and not even have to think about it at all. And what it does is that's a general mobility, stability, ability definition Mm -hmm. of your body. Your body has the mobility. You're mobile enough to get down there. It has the strength to lower yourself down there and then to elevate yourself back up again, which gives you the ability to get down there confidently and do whatever you need to do and then the ability to get back up again. Right. So having the ability is what defines high quality of life versus not so high quality of life in older people. I'm talking specifically with the older people that I've gotten the pleasure to work with. When these older people in their 70s and their 80s and even in their 90s have the ability to get in and out of a car without a problem, in and out of a golf cart, get down on the ground and line their ball up on a golf course, get in and out of a sand trap, get up and down playing with their grandkids. When they have the ability, you should just, you can just see there's a, a radiant happiness or joy that these people are experiencing versus those frail older people that struggle walking into the office. And it's like, okay, I've got to look ahead and plan my route. Well, the difference is they're not living in fear. The people who have, the individuals who have the ability to do these things are not living in fear versus someone who doesn't, who can't do a squat or can't get out of a chair without using their hands, can't balance on one leg for 60 seconds. They are far more fearful. And I actually heard something, I think I heard it or read it this weekend about fear being the most debilitating problem for individuals. Like fear is the first thing that sets in that can cause debilitating diagnoses in individuals. You're absolutely correct. Fear is the biggest catalyst to a diminishing quality of life. I'm fearful that I'm going to fall. I'm fearful that I'm going to hurt myself, so I'm not going to do it. So you stop doing it. So the amount of things that you do gets less and less and less. It just happened to us last month with family in town where one of our family members was 
she was scared. Mm -hmm. She did not want to go boating with us because she was fearful that she couldn't get on the boat or back off the boat again. She was just fearful. Right. And then there's an embarrassment factor. Right. Like, there's plenty of us guys that we could have easily helped her in and out of the boat. Easily could have did it. But then we're talking about an embarrassment factor. Then we have to actually acknowledge the fact that we can't physically do it on our own anymore. Now I require help. Mm -hmm. And it's the same person that exercises daily, or at least their definition of exercise is daily. And that's just walking. However, I know for 100% certainty that they would not be able to stand on one leg for 60 seconds. Right. I would be surprised if they made it five seconds. Mm -hmm. And that same person is not going to be too excited to get down on the ground and get back up again. Right, right. And, you know, that's what it comes down to. Your tip number four of being able to get down and on the ground and back up, you have to be able to do one, two, and three to be able to do number four. You have to be able to stand on one leg for 60 seconds. You have to be able to do a good squat. You have to be able to touch your toes because you know, that's having the flexibility to get down on the floor and back up is really important. So start working on one, two, and three. Yes. Before we get to four. Yes. And or now, don't stop doing number four. <laughs> then you'll be able to keep one, two, and three. Great. And that's what I want to come up come up with next is there's a lot of people that are listening to this going, yeah, I can get down on the ground and get back up again. No problem. Okay. Well, how frequently are you, you practicing it? Because it's very rare that they're – well, actually, let me say it this way. The vast majority of people that are listening to this podcast are over the age of 40. Right? Yes. It's, agreed. There's not a significant amount of people listening to this podcast that are under the age of 40. 40 is really when things start going faster in the wrong direction. So yeah, you can get down on the ground and get back up again without using your hands. However, can you do it easily and effortlessly? Can you do it with your eyes closed? Can you do it as easily, equally on both legs? So get down on the ground with your right leg leading the way and get back up again with your right leg leading the way. Get down on the ground with your left leg leading the way and get back up again with your left leg leading the way. Can you do both sides equally and easily? And that's a no for most people, even in their 20s and 30s. Yeah. It was a no for me for a long time Yeah, we until I started like, consciously thinking about it. And I'm still yelling at you. I'm pretty, I'm much better. You are way better. At utilizing both legs. Yeah. But there's still times where you're not thinking about it and you'll consider or you'll one, two, and three times in a row get up with your left leg. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And even Stella, we had Stella broke her hip last fall and we're still retraining her brain to utilize both legs when she's doing things, when she's going up and down the stairs, when she's getting up and down off the ground as well, you, reminding her to use her right leg after she had that hip fracture. So it starts young and it oftentimes starts with an injury or a compensation of some kind. And then we just don't retrain well enough that we start to lose those things. Correct. So we just talked about the people that can get down on the ground and get back up again easily right now. The younger people that have no issues at all and they're thinking that's not my problem. They're like, okay, we just described what to do if that's you. How about the older people that are listening to this that are going, hell no, I can't do that. There's no way. That scares me. Those are You people are the ones that I'm talking to right now. Work towards it. Work 
towards it by holding on to something. Hold on to the door frame and go halfway down to the ground and then come back up again. And then just do that over and over again for days and weeks and maybe even months, focusing on utilizing the door frame less and less and less. And that will help build strength. And then you can eventually start going lower and lower and lower. So if you're somebody listening to this right now and there's no way in heck that you're going to be able to get down on the ground and get back up again easily and confidently, I want you to look out a year in advance. So if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you do not plan on dying in the next year. And if you don't plan on dying in the next year, why not be stronger a year from today than you are right now? So if that's you and you're petrified of getting down on the ground and back up again without using your hands, set your goal for a year from now. So for the next three months, the only thing you're going to be working on is holding on to the door frame and going halfway down and getting back up again. So it's essentially a lunge holding on to the door frame, a lunge holding on to a rail or of some sort. And you're just using your upper body to assist your lower body. And then three months later, go down lower. And then three months later, go down even lower and then back up again using less of your hands. And then in that last three months, you'll be surprised at how much stronger you actually are because you set your goal for a year from now versus expecting quick results in a week or two. And doing other homework throughout the day. So brushing your teeth on one leg. So in the morning when you brush your teeth, stand on the right leg. And in the evening when you brush your teeth, stand on your left leg. That's at least 60 seconds right there that you're standing on one leg. Every morning, every night, before you, when you first wake up in the morning, before you go to bed at night, spend two minutes working on getting your hands, inching down your legs, reaching your toes. So do your other homework, which will take five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening, to continue gaining the strength that you need to be able to do the mini squat halfway down door frame <laughs> exercise. <laughs> so that's all I have to say about that. I mean, it's, it's really simple. However, so many people think that it just happens overnight. And the reason it just happens overnight, meaning that your balance goes to crap or you get fearful and you don't want to do the things that you used to be able to do. It doesn't just happen overnight. It happens very slowly and gradually over months and years because you quit doing the things that you used to do. So start doing it again. Intentionally get down on the ground and get back up again at least one time a day. If you do it at least one time a day, Every single day, there will never be a day in your life where you can't do it. Think about that. If you're 40 years old right now, and every single day you got down on the ground and back up again at least once, there will never be a day in your life where you can't do it because you don't just magically lose it. If you keep doing it, you're going to maintain it. So you're going to be 100 years old and you'll be able to get down on the ground and get back up again because you never quit doing it. So just do it. Do it. Cool. That's all I got to say about that. The three tips to success, except now there's four. So you're going to change the name? Yeah, I'm going to work on it. So I'm going to say Jake Berman's three keys to success with a bonus number four. And that's going to be, for now, what I'm going to call it. That's really long. <laughs> we, need, we need to work on that. 
All right. Cool. So remember all those. And don't forget, check out the Long Balls Golf Podcast. A lot of great stuff on there. Pass that along. Subscribe to it. I'd love to get some more subscribers on that one, too. And if you got questions or concerns, email us, comment on our social posts, text us, snail mail us. Any of the above. Carrier pigeon. Oh. Smoke signals. I'm getting really good at reading smoke signals now. Are you? No. Yeah, I didn't. I was wondering, wondering when you were good at that. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen it pay off in my world yet. So keep working. All right. Ciao for now. See ya. Thank you for subscribing on your social media and podcast platforms to The Berman Method. Dr. Jake Berman with Berman Physical Therapy and Jenny Berman, Physician Assistant with Berman Health and Wellness. You can find more information on our website, www.bermanpt.com for physical therapy, bermanpt.com forward slash wellness for the health and wellness. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and on your podcast platform. So be sure to follow us, like us, subscribe to us. And if you would like any further information, definitely visit our website and reach out to us. You may also find our free reports on the websites as well, where you can download this free information for yourself. Have a great day.